Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Now I'm just back from London where for the past week I had the opportunity to meet with and speak with senior finance leaders from across the world in order to understand what's top of their minds and, and what they're doing to remain relevant. And I suppose I could break that down into three key takeaways. Uh, but before I do, I just sort of wanted to say that it was a really great chance to meet with a lot of the listeners from the show as well. I uh, really appreciate um, hearing your thoughts on what we're doing well, what we could do better. Also, there was some smaller countries represented. And, I, you know, it just really reinforces for me that uh, the show is indeed global. And uh, some of you are asking if we could ever do a conference in Ireland. So I suppose watch this space. Um, but one of the greatest pleasures was actually sort of catching up with people as we were doing the book signing for the new book, The Finance Mentor's Ledger, and getting a sense of what others are doing to remain relevant. And it's just very encouraging to know that we're trying out new things and you know we're not always getting it right, but we're actually learning from it and trying to, to move things in the right direction so that we can become more impactful and have meaningful careers in finance and accounting. So in terms of those three key, key takeaways... Uh, the first was actually on the workshop day with Rakesh Sangani from ProSavart. Now, Rakesh, some of you might recall, was actually a guest mentor on the show probably over a year ago now. And what Rakesh was covering was a condensed workshop around change management. And he started the session by asking us what were the key changes we were going through. And they typically were around tech, process, uh, business growth, regulatory challenges, uh, and the, the changing in roles within finance. And one of the key elements he, he introduced during the workshop was this Kubler-Ross change curve. It's sort of that curve that you've got this confidence on the y-axis and on the x-axis, let's call it momentum. And you've got these various phases we, we move through in terms of when a change is about to hit. So like shock, denial, frustration, frustration uh, integration. And it was quite funny that he, he actually used a clip from Toy Story 3. That sort of scene where they're, they're discussing about whether or not to to go into the box that's going to go into the attic, the toys that is. And, and Woody, who's sort of the, the leader of the group, the cowboy, was, was sort of well ahead on the curve, the change management curve, because he could sort of see uh, what needed to happen and what, you know, was trying to sort of make it an easier pill for people to swallow. And then the, the rest of the toys were really concerned and, and, and worried and frightened about what was going to happen. And he was sort of trying to reinforce the positives. And I guess in our world, you know, change is an interesting thing for, for us. I mean, our profession is going through massive changes at the moment. But even within our own organizations, because of that visibility we have, we tend to have and the access to decision makers and data and being able to connect those sort of dots, we sometimes might be further ahead that change curve than maybe other people either in our teams or within our organization. And for me, it was just being mindful of that and adjusting our language and being supportive around those communications. And sometimes those communications could just be, I actually don't have all the answers yet, but when I do, I will definitely share them and we'll keep talking. You know, so sometimes it's important to communicate, even when you've got nothing to communicate and it's just being that transparent. That was sort of the sense in terms of accelerating everyone else's journey on the change curve too. Then uh, the following day was actually where we, we got to, to hear from a lot of CFOs and other finance leaders. And I was, I was particularly impressed with uh, Claude Laurel, who's the group CFO at uh, Viola. Uh, it's a, a French uh, multinational that, that has various waste management, water and recycling operations. And it's amazing some of the things they're doing. But, but where Claude was, was starting from was the overall company's purpose and having that defined so the finance team had a vision worth following and knew where they were contributing to the business's 
purpose, uh, which was really around human progress. And, and also leveraging Claude's previous experience as a CEO, he sort of knew how the business wanted to think and what they needed from finance. So then his, he felt his role was all about uh, talent management, so promoting mobility, creating bridges between uh, the corporate teams and the BUs, uh, the business units, and also between finance and the operational teams. Uh, and he felt that uh, to do that successfully, you, know, you need a successful talent management, but also a digital roadmap. And I was really um, encouraged about his point from a re- recent uh, meeting with investors saying that, you know, the agenda around ESG, so environmental, social, governmental objectives is turning in their favor. What that essentially means is that investors who were very skeptical of the importance of ESG are now starting to embrace it more because let's face it, if a business isn't taking account of its community, it's not really in a sustainable business model scenario. So. That was pretty cool. And, and I just don't want to leave on that talent point, actually, I mentioned earlier. There was a fantastic presentation as well from Will Benson from GSK. And he had a great point that, you know, us finance people, <laughs> we're all special, but we're also different. And it's that uniqueness of special and different that will help drive the creativity required for us to remain relevant. And they're doing fantastic things at GSK. And uh, and, and he also had a sort of a, another note that cost con- cutting is not what we're about. So that's really positive to hear. And then finally, a key takeaway is one of the, the sort of speakers I really enjoyed was actually Jack McCullough of the CFO Leadership Council. Um, he had, he, his presentation was really about the nine key secrets of rockstar CFOs and the things that they're doing. Now, if you run the numbers on this, all of us listening, we're all not going to be CFOs. The numbers just wouldn't stack up. You know, there's only one CFO in an organization, but I think all of us want to have meaningful and rewarding careers in accounting and finance. And and actually, as much as uh, Jack's advice was gleaned from interviewing CFOs, particularly from the United States, uh, there's still a lot in there for us if we want to sort of have uh, meaningful careers in finance. The, one of the, the key points he sort of made was there was this image of, historically anyway, of the CFO no. Uh, it, not, not because the CFOs are all knowing, it's actually... CFOs were sort of seen as blockers by the business. So the key to getting ahead was having a CFO that what you could call a proactive partnership with the business, with the CEO, with the business leaders. Because you know, we're one of the few people that possess an aptitude to blend financial expertise and strategic thinking. I mean, my take on that is that essentially means that you know we can help business leaders and managers work on their businesses to drive the financials as opposed to being in their businesses. Uh, and uh, one, of, one of the really great examples he shared actually was where um, the CFO in, in one organization, uh, because the, the business was struggling to hire engineers, it was in Silicon Valley, uh, they were a tech startup trying to grow rapidly, but they couldn't get the engineers to go make it happen. The CFO actually stepped in and ran the recruitment process because the CFO was seen as the most credible person to get across the message of where the company was going, what uh, financing decisions they had had, had uh, taken, and the sort of the sustainability of the business model. So we have a massive role and ability to contribute to organization success. And I think Jack shared some really cool uh, perspectives on that. So look, hope you really enjoyed this week's update, this one Monday memo. Um, if you did, please remember to share it with your colleagues and your friends. Subscribe at iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, and Spotify. 
and we really appreciate you investing your time with us today. So until next time, take care of yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers.